Welcome to the Synergy Podcast, your source for small cap investor news, videos, and exclusive interviews on emerging public companies in North America. Welcome back to the Mining and Markets podcast by Synergy Capital. For those of you who aren't familiar with the podcast or just tuning in for the first time, this is a weekly episode where we feature CEOs from the mining and resources space. Joining me today is the CEO of T2 Metals Corp, formerly known as Aguila Copper, Mr. Mark Saxon. Mark, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. I've been wanting to do this for a while. I'm glad that we finally got a time to do this. How are you doing today? Elaine, good afternoon. Thank you very much for the opportunity to talk. Really appreciate it. And um, yeah, I think we're going to have a good chat about T2 Metals and, and other things. Um, looks like your podcast doing really well. Thank you. Let's jump right into it. Mark, can you give a brief overview on T2, maybe a little bit about the history, the name, the people involved? And let's start with that. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, T2 is a, an interesting company, TSX listed, as you know, and with a, a ticker code of TWO. The company is quite old. And uh, I think it was originally formed back in the 1980s. And it was working particularly in South America on um, precious metal projects. And uh, I think Peru was its main focus. But it kind of had a, a bit of a, a varied life through until 2017, when uh, during tough markets, then the decision was made by some former management to, to roll the company back and take it back as a shell. And so uh, it was 2020. So yeah, really during the depths of COVID that I got involved and was asked to come on as, as CEO during that time to see if we could find some projects and find some money and, and um, stimulate the company in new directions. So the company, I guess, originally was called uh, Aguila American Gold, which was, I guess, that focus on South America where Aguila is eagle in Spanish. We took on the name T2, I guess it's about six months ago now, and, uh, and T2 really really reflects, I suppose, the way we're heading as a company in the future, which is part of the, the transition economy, I suppose, the transition to, to better metals and mining, the transition to better ways of producing energy and transport. And um, yeah, we're very pleased to be part of that um, that sector and cycle. So battery metals is the focus. What metals and commodities in, in particular are you guys going after? Yeah, absolutely. And and I guess it's not new. And I'm, I'm sure you've spoken to many people who are focused on that battery metal space. But really, it is, it's a breath of fresh air into the mining industry where we've got to catch up, we've got to change. And, and uh, part of that is is moving away from carbon-based fuels into renewable energy and, and more sustainable transport. It's not a fast transition. It's not going to happen overnight and, and it's going to take a um, quite a long time. But as part of that transition, there's some really key strategic metals that are, are needed in, in very large demands. So we can run through a long list, but um, yeah, copper, nickel, lithium, graphite, probably silver, rare earth metals, uh, all, all of those have really bright futures because of that expanding market um, in the energy transition. And when I guess our particular focus is on copper at the moment. And, and when you look at all of the copper that's been mined in the world to date, we have to mine just as much copper in about the next 10 years to support um, the aims of the energy transition. So it's a yeah, it's a massive hurdle and uh, it needs T2 to be successful and, and many other companies like T2 to be successful as well. I want to talk about some of the projects that you guys have in your portfolio, specifically LIDA. Can you talk a little bit about the location and the geology of the project? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I guess at the highest level where um, yeah, exploring for copper, it puts us in the western part of the US is a great place to be. And so we undertook our own project generation and identified a number of targets that we saw as under shallow cover. And that's really a, a nice place to be in the US because there hasn't been all that much undercover exploration completed, particularly in Nevada. So we had a look at some ideas on porphyry style mineralization. So yeah, quite focused on porphyry style mineralization in Nevada, which is underdone. And in the area that's called the Walker Lane, which I guess is hard up against the California border. There's a number of, of copper mines and projects there. And, and we picked up another one, which is called Leader, which has a lot of old copper workings at surface. So we went and we did an, an IP survey across that area. And we identified a, a really strong 
chargeability target and a really strong resistivity target. And so the chargeability is the thing we focused on first. And we saw that as um, yeah, chargeability relates to the presence of usually sulfide in the ground. And uh, and so the, the sulfide conducts the electricity a little bit better, and that's essentially the chargeability target. So we went and we drilled some holes into that, and, and we found yeah lots of pyrite, lots of really good, strong porphyry-style alteration. And in the bottoms of the holes, we came into what's the resistivity target, which is very strong solidification. And that really looks like a, a very interesting copper or gold target. And we're in on the Walker Lane, in the, not far from Beatty. We're uh, in the heart of sort of one of the key gold mining districts districts of the US and so we're really excited about the look of those rocks. The drilling results, the assays were yeah, were not spectacular and um but yeah, there was enough in there to be be very interesting and and the look of the rocks, the strength of this alteration is really exciting. A few months after drilling Lida, you guys announced some new targets identified at Cora and also completed some geophysics at Sheridan. Was there a strategic pause to to stop drilling at Lida and what's next with the other two projects? Yeah, yeah, with Lida we drilled two holes, each 900 meters apart, each hitting the same style of alteration. So we we kind of felt it was time to just take a breath there and, and think about how better to target. It's a it's a big project. It never had drill holes into it before. And so we've got many kilometers in, in any direction to go. And so we need to find a way to vector towards a target there. We then, I guess, have been focusing a little bit more on our, our core project, which is a, a copper porphyry in Arizona. The last time that one was drilled was the 1960s, I think it was. And so that is Again, under shallow cover, it's adjacent to a small copper mine, which was produced in the 1950s and uh, really in the heart of all the major copper production in the US, which is sort of uh, central southern Arizona. So we've got operating projects in all directions. Yeah, really exciting place to be. And we'll be back there drilling quite soon. We're just uh, discussing with permits and and, uh, contractors at the moment to make sure we're doing everything we need to do. So Cora will be the next one, I think, that we drill. And then, um, yeah, as you mentioned, Sheridan, which is a project up in in Manitoba. And Sheridan is a little different to the other two because it's got... um, a massive amount of historic data. Um, so Sheridan was uh, is in the Flinflon camp of, of Manitoba. Um, yeah, very well known mining district for, for VHMS style deposits. Has been mined for more than 100 years. And Sheridan is one of those projects that was mined 1940s and 50s, produced 8 million tonnes at um, about 3% copper and 3% zinc. Yeah, we're going back now and, and following up on some of that past work. And w- would you say that Sheridan, you know, reminds you a little bit about the foreign mining project? Because when I look at the two, I see that there's quite a few similarities and I want to get your opinion on that. Yeah, so just across the border, um, yeah, there's a company called Foran, yeah, TSX listed as well, doing a, a great job in exploration. So Foran is, is also um, looking at a VHMS style deposit, the same as what we're looking at, called McIlvana Bay. And so they've been drilling some deep holes underneath a, a small resource or mine, exactly the same as what we're doing over at Sheridan. And when you think about what's near surface and, and what's been mined at Sheridan in the past, we can call it the smoke. These style deposits are often associated with one really big ore body at depth and um, yeah not easy to find takes lots of work with geophysics and drilling but um, yeah we're hoping very much to replicate what foreign mining has done in, in Saskatchewan. So that's great there's three exciting projects you know what's the focus going forward is, is it Cora or is it going to be Sheridan? Um, we're stepping through those projects so we raised some flow through funding uh, late last year and so that money will absolutely be be spent up at Sheridan it needs to be spent in Canberra. We have some good hard dollars and, and that's the, the money we're spending down at Cora so we'll be doing two things in parallel. Yeah we're 
very active project generation group. We look at new projects all the time, submittals from other companies and, and doing our own work in project generation as well. So um, that feeds the pipeline of, uh, of new projects. And um, yeah, and that's a really fun part of, of what we do in Exploration. That was just going to be my next question regarding you know new projects. Is the company looking at anything in particular? Are you guys happy with the three projects that you have in the portfolio? No, looking looking never stops. And, and uh, every geologist will tell you that we're always out there looking and looking over the fence at our, uh, our competitors and, and peers about what they're doing. And, and we're always learning. And uh, every hole you drill and every sample you take, you, you learn something new. And it gives you the opportunity to go and look in new places and, and come up with new ideas. And, and that's the an essential part of the exploration business is to sort of that refresh, uh, keep on refreshing and keep on learning. And, and yeah, until you find the, the great deposit that, uh, that it moves towards being a mine. And just to switch focus a little bit, let's talk a little bit about the share structure for the for the investors that are listening right now. Yeah, for sure. We're we're very uh, tightly held company. We've got about thirty million shares outstanding. Very few options and warrants outstanding. So uh, yeah, very tightly held. We've got uh, good money in the bank between both um, hard dollars and flow through. Always looking for, for new opportunities to, for partnerships and, and raising money, but at the moment we're in, in good position. That's great to hear. And lastly, Mark, I want to get your opinion on the, you know, your view on the markets right now. It's of course an interesting time. Where do you see the future of some of these commodities and metals that you mentioned? Um, and where do you see the future? Uh, the last uh, yeah three to six months has been a little bit challenging mining. It's yeah, the markets have been a little bit flat, and um, we're coming off the back of a, a number of good years where where particularly lithium, I suppose, rare earths, some of those specialty metals have had some great runs. We're in a bit of a soft period at the moment, and and um, yeah, concerns about what's happening in China, concerns about the strength of the U.S. market, war in in Europe, all those things are sort of in people's minds when they they think about investing. But the, the medium to long term looks extremely bright, and uh, I see no concern about that. The energy transition, the the move to electric transport, the move to renewable energy is is with us. It's not going anywhere. It's going to be the rest of my lifetime and certainly the rest of your lifetime. It'll be the, the major investing theme that we live with and it puts the world in a much better place. So it's great to be part of that. I completely agree. Thank you so much for your time today, Mark. I had a pleasure chatting with you. And for everyone listening right now, if you enjoyed the content, make sure to like and subscribe. We're going to be doing these podcasts every week. So I hope to see you on the next one. Thanks for your time, Mark. Thanks, Liam. All right, chat soon.